0: Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem. Kingdom citizens. Peace be upon you. For those who don't know, that's Hebrew. It just means peace be upon you. Kingdom citizens and future kingdom citizens all around the world. In the four corners of King Yahweh's earth. King Yahweh's crown land. Peace be upon you. Torah Rabbah. Thank you all greatly for tuning in to the first inaugural episode of the Kingdom Basora podcast. I'm your host. My name is Yoel Ben Yisrael. And this is the first episode, man. And so what I'm going to do with this episode is I'm just going to share my testimony. You know, I really want to Articulate and elaborate on this evergreen, beautiful, perennially relevant, and pertinent topic called the Kingdom of Heaven, right? And so, you look at the name of the podcast called The Kingdom Basora, right? The word Basora, that's another Hebrew word, and it means good news, glad tidings, right? Um, I'll be honest with y'all, man, I I really did want to name this podcast the Kingdom Citizens Podcast, right, or the Kingdom of Heaven Podcast, or really Kingdom Conversations Podcast, but that was already taken, so I had to be a little bit creative and say, you know what, the Kingdom of Sora Podcast, that's what we're going to go with right there. So yeah, Maslow for this first episode, the inaugural episode, what I am going to do is I'm just going to share my testimony. I'm going to share my testimonial with you all, and um, we'll see how long and short or short this is going to be. Um, so let's go ahead and dive right into it. The reason why I want to share my testimony with you all, um, with the lovely audience tuning into this, um, is because I want to demystify myself to you all. Um, And I want you all to know, I want to answer the question, uh, who is this guy talking? Like, who is this guy? Who is this guy that's on the microphone right now? Um, So here is the testimony right here. Um, So I was born into the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society, right? So I was born and raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, From a very young young age. My mom would frequent the Kingdom Halls. And so she would take me and my brother as well to the Kingdom Hall. um, To listen in to the meetings. What they were called. um, Weekly. We would would study and read and glean. All that the Watchtower wanted us to know. According to their tradition. Right? Um, According to their tradition. And so... Yes, um, I was, uh, you know, it's, it's, and and the reason why I'm, I'm, uh, pausing because I'm, I'm recording this actually in a Walmart parking lot. It was a guy who was walking to his car. He was like, kind of like doing like an air guitar type of deal. Um, so yeah, so (laughs) people are very interesting, man. So, uh, I got, I got baptized by the Watchtower Society when I was 17 on February 24th, 2007. And so I, I was baptized, I became an official Jehovah's Witness, right? And so I began to go out and field service. Um, I had certain privileges or amenities within the Kingdom Hall, like carrying the roving cordless microphone, right? Um, being able to give talks from the podium. Um, to get public Bible readings from the podium, uh, I matriculated into the Theocratic Ministry School, and so this was essentially a school that taught Jehovah's Witnesses how to articulate and defend their faith, and also to mainly, you know, to win converts. I mean, because I mean, at the end of the day, going out in field service, man, and having your field service time sheet and writing down how many hours. How many books you've played, how many tracks you've played, whether the householder was at home or the householder was not at home. The ultimate goal of that was to win converts. We want you to become a Jehovah's Witness as well. Right. So that was the end game of that. And the Theocratic Ministry School, in my opinion, um, in my Hebrew opinion, was um, it was one means to an end. And that was to get people to flock to the Kingdom Hall and to become a Jehovah's Witness, right? Right, to trade one religion for the next, right? To trade one philosophy, real religious philosophy for the next, right? And so, my mom had switched Kingdom Halls. She was going to a predominantly, um, what many would call African-American Kingdom Hall, and she went to a predominantly white or European kingdom hall, right? And so this is where it gets good. This is where the plot twist happens, right? So during this time, I'm in college and I'm really going through this identity crisis, man. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who I am. What is my ethnicity? What is my culture? Um... Yeah. So I'm trying to trace all of this back. Right. And so um, I'm, I'm the school that I went to. Um, it's a school in Michigan, Oakland Community College. Um, they had a Barnes and Noble that was like right up the street. And man, like that was that was my Disneyland, man. I love I love a good Barnes and Noble. Man. I love it. I love it. And so I would go there. I would um, pick up different books I was reading slave narratives, um, as well. I I remember, uh, vividly reading Frederick Douglass' slave narrative also. Um, but I had to put it down because I was, I was, I'll be honest, man. I was getting livid and I was getting angry at, at white people. I was getting angry at Gentiles, um, because of all the just grotesque, grotesque, um, and draconian, uh, things, just nefarious things that they were doing to my ancestors, and I didn't understand why slavery happened at the time, but eventually, um, the King Yahweh revealed it to me, right? And so, uh, as we progress on, I, I... Picked up a book. I saw a book in Barnes and Noble. I went up the escalator. This was a real nice Barnes and Noble, by the way. It was it was really nice, man. At a Starbucks, like right up top, it was a two-tier Barnes and Noble. It, it was super nice, man. Very nice. Oh man. Um, it has now been replaced by a Buffalo Wild Wings, um, and so uh, you can do with that information what you would like. Um, I guess people prefer Buffalo over books. So. Let's see. Let's see. So, I'm walking upstairs. Well, I took the escalator, and, and I'm on the second floor, right? And I'm walking through the sections, through the aisles, and I see this book. And on the side of it, it says, "It says from Babylon to Timbuktu," and it says, uh, "The History of Black Hebrews" by Dr. Rudolph Windsor. I'm like, huh. So I, I take this book. I flip through it. I kind of skim through it. And I'm like, this looks very interesting. And I purchased that book. Um, and so the Bronze Noble closed actually like a little while after I purchased that book, which is very interesting. The timing of it all. And so I'm perusing this. Then fast forward to uh, the, this rather traumatic episode that happened in America which is the Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman confrontation. Now that, now family, that that really shook me up, right? That really was uh, disturbing and, and perturbed my my spirit, man. Um, yeah, because we were in a, what I, you know, and I'll be honest, I, I drunk the post-racial Kool-Aid that was being handed out during the Obama administration, right? Oh, you know, we have a first... First black president. He's really um, African uh, from the lineage of Cam or, or Com, right? So he's really of not shemetic descent, but of Camenic descent. So, oh, you know, we got the first black president. So, you know, um, it's all good now. It's all good. No more racism. No more prejudice. No more discrimination predicated upon race. And so, I had I had drunk that post-racial Kool-Aid to be honest with you, right? And so. When this event happened, it really sobered me up. And I was like, huh, why why, why does this keep happening to my people? And so I went downstairs into my mother's basement and I prayed what I affectionately call the Miani prayer. Miani tefillah, which is in Hebrew, which is basically uh, the who am I prayer. Like, who am I? So I, I went to the, I went to King Yahweh in prayer. Now, back then, I didn't. And, and I think I think it's going to bless somebody as well. Back then, I didn't know him as Yahweh. Um, (laughs) I I didn't really know him as a king or or, or I should say as the king, the king of glory, the king of heaven. Um, and I called his son, Jesus. I didn't know him as Yahshua. Right. But I think he's going to bless somebody. Um, what I want to do real quick is I want to turn to the Bible real quick and go to Acts chapter 17. And verse number 30. Here we go. It says, Acts 17, verse 30, and the times of this ignorance King Yahweh winked at. But now he's commanding all men everywhere to repent, to think differently, to have a change of heart, change your inner man, change your inner woman. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. Ooh, I I can't wait to unpack that, man. I get excited talking about the kingdom of heaven. man. But that's going to be in the next episode. Okay. Let me get back on track. So, I prayed to Jehovah in Jesus' name. Uh Uh-huh. Asking him, just like, you know, why this has always happened to my people. Why are African Americans, the so-called Negroes, always the object of racial discrimination why are we always on on the bottom why are we always the tail and not the head why are we on the bottom of every strata of society and it doesn't matter where you go it seems like why are my people being gunned down in the street by police officers right and so all the and, and, and also the the million dollar question why did slavery happen like what do we do? What do we do to deserve such, man, just such a, such an intense, um, ah, man, what's the word? Such, such a, uh, just, just dark, um, traumatic experience called slavery, 400 years of slavery. Why did the transatlantic slave trade happen, the Middle Passage? Why did that happen? Why the lynchings? Why the rapings? Why all the bywords? Um, why did all this happen, you know? And so I prayed that prayer. And then I was on Facebook and I was scrolling through Facebook and a comment was very pronounced to me and it caught my eye. And a comment on this thread said, You know, the Jews are black, right? And I was like, What? What is he talking about? What's his comment? mean i don't understand i don't fully understand this and so i began to research that um back then when i heard you in black i immediately thought about sammy davis jr uh that's the only iconography that popped up into my head right was was that sammy davis jr but after researching and it was a rather meandering path of research um I came to a website, it's an angel fire website, it's still saved to my phone to this day, as a matter of fact. And it talks about Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I read that whole chapter, from verse 1 to verse 68. And there's another chapter as well, another chapter, right? And let me turn there. And it's in the, what's called the Torah. Leviticus on Hebrew Wayikra, twenty-six verses, chapter twenty-six, verses fourteen through thirty-nine, right? And so this outlines in Deuteronomy twenty-eight or Debarim twenty-eight, verses one through fourteen, all the blessings that Israel will experience through King Yahweh for obedience to the king, for obeying the king. But, verses 15 through 68, however, are all the curses that Israel will experience when they disobey the king, the sovereign king of heaven, King Yahweh. And when they don't follow his kingdom laws, when they don't follow his laws of heaven, right? Heaven is a kingdom, right? And so I'm reading this, I'm reading this, man, and I'm doing a juxtaposition of Deuteronomy 28, 15 through68 and so-called black history, Negro history and, and things just started clicking. And it was, at that point it was un, it was overwhelmingly true to me and blatantly crystal clear to me that wow. the people that we call African Americans, Negroes, colored, blacks today, they're Hebrews. They're actually Israelites spoken of in the scriptures, the kingdom scriptures, right? So that light bulb went off. That epiphany came from the king, came from his word. And so after that, I was at a fork in the road and I had to choose. I had to choose between my Israelite identity and and whether or not I would continue to be a Jehovah's Witness and continue to uh, promote and perpetuate and champion their ideology their rhetoric, their doctrine and so long story short I wrote my letter of uh, a letter to uh, the Watchtower elders at that time um, and I basically let them know that You know, um, I no longer want to be one of Jehovah's witnesses. And before this happened, I was tapped on the shoulder and one of the brothers said, hey, can we see you in the back room really quick? And so I went to the back room and also that night um, at the Kingdom Hall, a brother um, whispered into my ear. He was like, you know, you don't don't, don't have to carry the microphone tonight. You don't have to carry the microphone tonight. That's okay." And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And so, I was called into the back room, and this, this is how it went. Uh, a brother pulled up my Facebook page, and he scrolled to the, a post that I, I had made. And basically, the post, the crux of the post was this. Um, I was basically, it was an iconoclastic question. I was um, confronting the, iconi- the white iconography, the white supremacist iconography of the Wild Shower Society. Why are all the angels white? Why is, quote unquote, Jesus white? Why is Jehovah depicted as European? I don't see that within scripture. Right? But that's perhaps another episode for another time. Another epi for another day. So, after that transpired, I wrote a letter. And um, they announced that I am no longer one of Jehovah's witnesses. So, that means that I had this fellowship myself from the Watchtower and Bible Tract Society. So that is uh, essentially my awakening to knowing that I am an Israelite. And so then to really fast forward, um, I was immersed with this revelation on July 26th, 2020 and in the midst of COVID-19, the King Yahweh blessed me with citizenship and his kingdom called heaven. I didn't understand it back then, but now I do. Now I do. And the reason why I say that is because, and I believe I'm, I'm going to end the episode right here. I was really, and I still am actually, um, I was teaching a, what you call a, a basora class um, ...about the good news... ...but here's the irony about it all... ...I didn't know the basorah. ...I didn't fully understand the basora. ...I should say I thought I knew the basorah, ...but I did not fully understand it... ...and so I prayed to the King Yahweh... ...during the time of Shavuot... ...or the Feast of Weeks... ...what most people call... ...Pentecost... ...right... And I prayed to King Yahweh during the Feast of Weeks, during world of 2022. And when I tell you King Yahweh still answers prayers, Hallelujah! Nalek Yah praised King Yahweh. He answered that prayer in a beautiful way that was totally beyond anything I could ever fathom or dream of. And that's why this podcast is a thing now. Because I want to take care to share. What the king has been downloading into me. And pouring into me regarding. The kingdom. Basora. Yes. So I think that's a great place to stop. Right there. Um, and I want to thank you all man. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, thank you all for. uh Man checking this podcast out. I pray that it's going to be a blessing. And I pray that the good news about the kingdom of heaven is going to be spread to the four corners of the earth and that everybody is going to be published among all the nations in harmony with Matthew or Matitya chapter 24 verses 14 and Mark or Maccabee in the Hebrew chapter 13 verse 10 and then the end of the age is going to come and this podcast This kingdom citizen that's speaking to you right now, me, Yoel, I am thoroughly dedicated to articulate and to share and to preach, repent, because the kingdom of heaven has arrived in the manner of Yahshua the Messiah, empowered by the kingdom governor, the Holy Spirit, or in Hebrew, Ruach HaKodesh. So, yeah, man, that's the first episode. Um, I I pray you all continue to tune on in. Uh, Please share and please continue to read your word to continue to ask the king to guide you into all truth through his Holy Spirit, through his kingdom, governor. And until next time, I love you all. Shalom Aleichem. And let's repent, everybody. Let's repent. Let's have a change of heart because the kingdom of heaven has arrived.